It actually was a huge advantage for me not to be from the industry because I didn't know the rules. Hello, it's Matt Rubel, and we are here with Retails from the Frontline. And today we have Carrie O'Brien, who is the founder and chief executive officer of Commando, which is possibly one of the most innovative and rule-breaking intimate apparel and underwear companies in the world that's gone well beyond underwear to outerwear and bodywear. So welcome, Carrie. We're thrilled to have you here in New York City. It's a beautiful sunny day. You've come down from New England where you founded your company, not in New York City, but in New England. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I think a lot of people would be surprised that Commando is based out of rural Vermont, Burlington, Vermont area. And they assume it's out of New York City or LA, but it's just us up in Vermont because I'm a fourth generation Vermonter. I love living there. And I used to live in New York City and I'm here very often. So I'm back and forth and we can do it all from Vermont. Now, you didn't grow up in the fashion or apparel business. What inspired you to go out and create a company based in Vermont Mm -hmm. that is actually sold at Saks Fifth Avenue and all of the premier retailers, you know, around the United States and growing around the world? What made you do that and what makes Wear Commando special? I spent many years in New York City climbing the corporate ladder in financial PR, working for the world's largest PR agencies. And I decided to start a new chapter in my life. But it wasn't, I wasn't sure it was going to be this crazy world called Commando. But I knew that I was very passionate about clothing and I loved fashion. And I was upset that I didn't have an intimates brand that understood what I wanted. And what I want is pretty simple. I want garments that love me back. I want the best quality fabrics, styling that makes sense in today's fashion world, and the fit that actually fits my body in many different bodies. So I just decided, hey, what if I, I, I started maybe thinking about writing a book about it, how to, you know, how to wear undergarments, because I would always, I was kind of like an unpaid stylist to my friends. And I was always so dismayed when they show up to like a job interview or a party and they were the most horrendous undergarments that ruined everything. So I would give them advice and tell them what to wear from the underwear down to the lipstick color. And so in the middle of writing a book, I said, I'm just going to start my own underwear company. But in starting your own underwear company, did you know anything about manufacturing? Did you know anything about the industry? Did you have relationships with stores or anybody? How would you do that? Zero, zero, zero. But what I did have is I had, because I was in PR representing so many different industries, I was unafraid to ask questions and ask people for help. And I truly believe in this world that people want to help other people out. So it actually was a huge advantage for me not to be from the industry because I didn't know the rules. I didn't know that you are supposed to finish underwear. At the time, I came out with this groundbreaking underwear, which is still a great seller for us, which is a raw cut underwear line that had a no elastic trim. It seems so obvious to me not to have elastic or trim. Little did I know that it was a no one did it because they were afraid it was going to fall down, curl, or do something it wasn't supposed to do. So I pushed these fabric manufacturers to figure out a way that we could do it. And so instead of just recreating what was already out there, I created something completely brand new. So was there pushback on this and creating oh, this type fabric? So many times, even today, even now, I'm like, oh my God, we're going to be 15 next year. And 
even now, sometimes my design department is like, no, I don't think that'll work. And I'm like, are you really serious? Are you really telling me it's not? Can we just try it? We call something, it's called Frankenstein. We do like a Frankenstein like garment and it's just a concept garment. And we know it's not finished perfectly, but do we think we can get it there? And so there were a lot of people saying, oh, right, you're not from the industry. So therefore, let me explain to you what you have to do for underwear. And I'm like, well, there's so much technology in fabric right now, especially in athletics. Why can't we do some technology transfer to intimates? And this technology isn't about making the woman look smaller. It's not about making her look sexier. It's about making her feel great in her body and looking great and feeling comfortable and confident. And that is sexy. And that's what women like to wear. So you you said about something that was as much about emotion as it was about function, but the function enabled the emotion of a woman to feel confident and to feel easy in the way in which she could move around and live her life. It's it's so core to commando is comfort. And comfort doesn't mean ugly. It doesn't mean that you look sloppy. Comfort is something that everyone deserves. A man would never put up with wearing something uncomfortable. Most men would not, but yet women had to do it. If you had comfortable underwear before commando, in my opinion, it meant that you deserved the worst underwear possible because it was ugly. It was granny panties. And for me, I wanted to create something that was aesthetically beautiful and comfortable to a woman. And that is what we bring across all aspects, whether it's underwear, it's slips. We have a hosiery business. When I entered the hosiery business, people were like, no one wears hosiery I was going to say, do people still wear hosiery? Yes. We call it legwear. Okay. Ah. And yes, because we came out with this patented waistband where I took this fabulous fabric and made that a waistband. I mean, I'll tell you a Saks Fifth Avenue story. So I was at Saks Fifth Avenue. It was Meet the Designer. This is probably 10 years ago. So here you go. I'm Here I am. I, I've never been a designer before. I'm a designer. I'm a guest at Saks Fifth Avenue. The customers are coming up to me. I think I'm a, like a big deal, right? And so I decided to buy a pair of beautiful fishnets to wear. And after September 11th, I had to leave my apartment for a while. When I was finally able to move back into my apartment, I threw away all my hosiery because I had quit my corporate job. I quit my job the day after September 11th. And I looked at that hosiery and I threw it in the bin. I said, I'll never wear you again. Fast forward, fashion designer, Saks Fifth Avenue. I decided to wear a beautiful pair of nude fishnets. I'm in a terrible mood. This should be my arrival moment. And I realized I was wearing really uncomfortable hosiery and my body was rejecting it because it was so used to commando and it's commando ways. So I said, let's just commanditize this legwear industry. And it started with hosiery and tights, which is a significant part of our business. And it has morphed into our leggings business, which is we take that same internal waistband and we put it in leggings. And so it doesn't dig into you. And now that's our fastest growing category. So you would think with all of the large brands out there in intimate apparel with big runway shows (laughs) and big ads and things like that, that who could reinvent something new? I mean, these people have been so trained in it. Did you just go about setting your own rules? Is that really what enabled you to kind of think differently? Yes, exactly. And it's always guided by what does Carrie want in her drawers? I started with her top drawer. Now we're working down. But, you know, we do things our own way because I didn't know how to do them. So we don't just grade up patterns, grade down patterns. We actually put them on real bodies and fit models. 
I wear test every single garment and it has to pass what's called the carry test. And I really drive them crazy because I will wear it. And sometimes I've been known to like doing jumping jacks in the, in the dressing room. I'm like, this is not going to work or I'll wear it. I'm busy. I've got three children. I'm running a business. I'm on an airplane all the time. I'm meeting wonderful people and I don't want to be distracted by something that's uncomfortable. And it's definitely not going to have the commando name on it. But, you know, they do have other brands have these big runway shows and they have celebrities, but Commando has that too. But it happens very organically. Like we are in almost 30 fashion shows in New York Fashion Week. So in other words, you don't put on your own fashion show. In fact, everybody in fashion is very quietly wearing Commando on their shows. Yes. And not, it used to be very, very quiet. Now it's not as quiet. We actually make custom pieces sometimes, where before it was- Can you tell us who for? Well, for the last few seasons, we do a collaboration with Rodarte. They give us their color palette, and we create beautiful tights and underwear that matches that. And we've done it with a number of other designers as well. It's, you know, it was all about the nude underwear. Is it invisible? We want commando. And now it's, they call in more black high-rise panties to be shown than nude underwear. Well, you've come to the interview wearing commando. You told me you were going to. And I thought, oh my gosh, is she going to wear her intimate apparel outside? But you have these amazing, sleek looking um, uh, leggings on that are incredible, look almost like leather, but, but they're not. I mean, what inspired you to go from intimate apparel to creating something that is as non-Vermont as I could ever imagine? patent Um, leather, four-way stretch, patent leather leggings. That's what I'm wearing right now. We have our hosiery business. I know how to shape body wear and we have a bodysuit business that is incredible as well. And so everyone was talking about this this leather legging that everybody was wearing in New York. So I went out and bought a pair and I looked great in them. I thought I looked great. (laughs) But then I sat down and have dinner with friends and I stood up and I had to pull up my pants. What? This is not acceptable for Carrie. This is not work in my world. I'm like, why aren't they using four-way stretch? Everything has to have a technical four-way stretch or 360 stretch. And why is there a waistband? So I said, I'm just going to do my own hosiery business. I'm going to do my own leggings business. We've had a legging since 2009, but I really decided to go after that category. And what allowed me to do that is this whole barrier, this whole idea of there's no categories anymore in, in retail. Before, if you were in intimate apparel, you had to decide, are you, is this daywear? Is it sleepwear? Is it loungewear? That's why they called it a department store because yes. they put everybody in a different department. Yes. And, you know, you'd had to figure out who's going to buy your line and how is that going to work out now with everything being sold online? First of all, the customer doesn't shop that way in categories. The customer doesn't dress that way. And I don't design that way. And we know that there's no rules anymore on how you design. Before, if you wore leggings, you had to cover your bum or you couldn't show your bra strap or is this bodysuit, can I wear it as an outer piece or an underpiece? It doesn't matter anymore. Women are wearing what they feel comfortable and beautiful in. And so when you have a brand like Commando where they have these canvas pieces where they can style around like this go-to bodysuit or tights or leggings that they can just create a whole look around. This is why the stylists really, really, really love our brand. And this is why it's Commando. Someone once said that has walked more red carpets than any other brand because these stylists, we're in their toolkit, we're their canvas, and then they can create their look around Commando. 
you've talked about one secret ingredient, which is what I'll call the carry breaks rules secret yes. ingredient. Yes. But the other is really fabric. It's Where do you more. find these fabrics and how do you get people to do them? If anybody were to come into our business and, and look at our processes, they'd be like, what are you doing? You're doing it all wrong. I source my fabrics in Europe. Okay. They're European high-end, very high-end fabrics. And we bring them into the United States and we cut and sew them in the United States. So we manage a lot of the manufacturing for better or for worse. This is the way we do it with the majority of our garments. So most of the fabrics come from Europe and almost everything's made in the United States. That's great. So made in the U.S. So you're not just an amazing designer, but also you are an entrepreneur. You're a person who's gone about creating your own business. Who, who's your business partner? Do you have one? And how did you go about finding a great business partner? Well, I am in business with my husband. Oh, that was that's no- quite a partner. <laughs> it's nothing that we planned. We were both doing our career thing in New York City, and we thought we were going to live here the rest of our lives. And, and just life changed. New York wasn't as appealing as it was when we were first here. And so we moved to Vermont to kind of figure out what we're going to do. And then, boom, my business took off. And I didn't have a business plan. I, I kind of did, but it was fiction my business plan. It's funny to look at the assumptions you made when you're first starting out. And and that's why I don't really like having business plans because that means that I have to follow some rules and I said I was going to do this. I mean, generally we do. It's just trying to figure it out, right? We move fast at Commando, fast. Yeah. So we were all set to move back to New York City. And I said, well, we could move back to New York City or we can go on this crazy Commando ride. It's massive momentum and we can live our life here. And that's what we decided to do. How do you guys divide and conquer? All the entrepreneurial studies will say that businesses that are started with partners actually succeed better than businesses that just have one person. So how do you kind of divide and conquer so that you guys can create this great company? So Ed's title is, his name is Ed Biggins, and his title is CFO and mine's head designer and CEO, but we understand each other's role intimately. I understand how to read financial statements and he understands the creative process. So it's not two silos. We are working toward having a successful life and a successful business. When I say successful life is we have shared priorities. We definitely have respect for one another and we're not fighting over resources. So right now we've had growth years almost every single year, but we've had challenges along the way. And you just got to get through them and you've got to trust your partner. So are, are there boundaries? People talk about, oh, I want work-life balance. Are there boundaries in this or does it just morph and it's, it flows both at home and at work and in raising three kids? Yeah. I, you know, at one point people said you had to put boundaries and I thought about that and it just stressed me out because my mind doesn't work that way. My mind works all the time. And so the second we decided to not have boundaries, because think about it, if you have a traditional job, chances are you're checking your email all the time anyway, and you're always typically available. If we were like, we can't talk about it when we get home, then if he had a different type of job, he'd want to talk to his spouse at home about what happened during that day. So we don't have any boundaries at all. So if you had to give somebody advice who's stuck in a corporate job Mm -hmm. and doesn't have kind of the desire to be in that position anymore and they want to go and start their own thing, what would be the thing that you would encourage them to think about? 
I would say that, you know, you would really have to be passionate about what you want to start and actually be open to it evolving into something else. Know that a lot of it is hard work. And unfortunately, people see me, they're like, oh, it was overnight. And it's like, it wasn't overnight. I guess you could call Commando successful, but we have so much room to grow and where are we heading? And it's a journey. And that journey is hard work. It doesn't get easier and you're going to get challenges and you just have to work through it. You have to work through it. And so a lot of it has to do with that, I think, and trusting your gut. In this journey that you were on 15 years ago when you started, the digital world and the internet were kind of there, but not as big yeah. you know, a deal as they were today. And you were selling to Saks and people like that. Yeah. So how do you look at connecting with your customer today and the community that you're building today? Do you think about it differently than you used to? Are you closer to your customer directly than you were before because of the tools at hand? Well, you know, when we first started out, I was always walking the floors, talking to customers, talking to merchandising, talking to our sales. So we always have been connected to our customer, but it's just a larger stage now. I guess the only thing I would say that has changed, well, there's so many things that have changed, but in in terms of how I design, is it really makes a difference on how things are going to photograph. Well, it doesn't hurt that, like, you know, Ashley Graham was wearing this two weeks ago and rocking it with a cutoff shirt and lots of celebrities wear our stuff. So that helps with photography, but that has changed. And also that what we discussed, the no more boundaries anymore. So it's just, it's been very beneficial to, to Commando because we already had a very strong retail distribution with the department stores and the boutiques, and we've had a web presence for years, and it's just opportunity for us. So number one is loving your customer, though. I mean, that's the yes. thing that you've really kind of talked about and that you're more intimate with your customer really than anyone else versus showy. And it's it's really come through in what you're doing. But you have a great presence yourself. And in today's world, there's so many things we can find out about people online. Okay. What <laughs> would I not be able to find out online if I Googled you that would be really interesting to know. Oh, gosh. I don't know if it's really interesting. I'm Lebanese. I grew up in a large family. But one of the things that people get surprised about, maybe they do this in New York a lot, but I actually get dressed for dinner every day. So I get home from work or if I'm like on vacation or on the beach with the kids, I will actually get dressed, freshen up my makeup, put on my nighttime perfume. (laughs) And most women are like, okay, I get home from work and I get dressed down. I get into my sweatpants and my, you know, hopefully, you know, whatever. So that's one thing that, you know, it's like a curiosum. There's lots of curiosums. So what does that do for family dinner? That must like kind of bring the conversation to a whole new level then. Well, I mean, I don't get dressed up in a ball gown, but you know, it's just me. It's kind of a way for me to reset, get home from work, finish work, I talk to my daughters while I'm getting ready and I'm wearing something that makes me feel and then we cook dinner together and we eat when I'm in town. And that's something that I enjoy doing. I think it comes from my mother, maybe, you know, my Lebanese mother who, you know, wanted to make sure that we looked good and we 
just the, for the occasion. Having traveled to that part of the world, I actually understand that that that's a very real, real thing. Yeah. And things from our childhood do come back. Yeah. And uh, wearing commando is something that more and more women are doing. And you're exploring more and more categories. It's a fascinating story of a great wife and husband who have gone and done things through making their own rules yeah. and bringing love to garments in a very interesting way to all of us here in the retail world. And so want to thank you very much for thank spending you. this beautiful, sunny day with us here in New York City. I'm Matt Rubel, and I'm here with Carrie O'Brien. This has been Retails from the Front Lines. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.